Welcome, sports fans, to the Shoot Your Thought podcast with your hosts, Josh Sanger and Neil Rampersod. Oh, oh, we back. Oh, we back. You can't see it if you're listening to us right now, but uh, Neil's got his hands up in the air. Uh, Neil, how was your vacation? How was everything? You look tanned. Fucking great. Uh, well, I wasn't in a sunshine state or country, but beautiful British Columbia was a great time. Did yeah. you go to any wineries? Did you go to... Uh, no, I did end up on a farm, though. Okay. Saw the little piglets running around and got attacked by a thousand mosquitoes, but you know, of it, was a, it was a great time. Of course. Wait, so there were piglets? Yeah, there were little pigs running around on this farm and horses. And Did you just like trespass into a random farm or did no, you know this, so this wedding i went to was on a farm and there's like these little teacup pigs just running running around, around during the wedding during yeah just like running around wow that's the kind of wedding i want yeah it was i want good piglets time. running around in my wedding uh welcome back neil to the land of um mediocre sports teams in toronto here uh hey hey hey, hey. <laughs> Tell me, tell it me. It was almost like when I went away, they decided to be good. Exactly. Instead of mediocre. And we're about to talk about that. We're going to talk today about um, the Blue Jays. They're a different team now from when we last talked about them on this podcast. Let's call them the Red Jays because they're red hot right now. Like, seriously. Yeah. Uh, and then we're going to talk about NFL because, holy crap, do we have stuff to talk about there. But first, let's talk about our Blue Jays that are. Half a game up on the Yankees for that second wild card spot. They are a game and a half back of the Red Sox, who are just freaking red hot right now. Um, but wow, holy crap! We got a we got a series coming up between the Jays and the Yankees as well. Mm. And uh, Blue Jays are are honestly like that X that you had, you know that. No, that's the Leafs, Neil. Sorry. <laughs> I, I can't. Well, they're they're like that too, you okay, know. Like okay. the Blue Jays decide analogy. to. It's like that X that you had that you never really tried that that hard with, and then they dumped your ass, and now. So it's a better X than the Blue Jays, so or sorry, sorry, than the. The Leafs. X is the playoffs for the Blue Jays. Now the Blue Jays tried so hard to get in, then they gave up for a little while. Metaphorically, of course. Now the playoffs or the X, so to speak, looks so damn juicy and good. Wow. And this analogy is they just want to be back, you know, they want to be back in the in the playoffs yeah. and they want their ex back. So, you know, they're trying their their hardest. I mean, they were they were get there. they were in the playoffs last year, but it was more of like a, you know, like a, a quick like booty call. It wasn't it wasn't even like a like a relationship. It wasn't even a booty call. It just it was just it was a, like dinner at Denny's. Yeah, like in the middle of like so a 4 a.m. Yeah, like yeah. you meet up after you both went out drinking. Yeah. And. Not in the same spot. and Yeah, yeah. And then you go home separately. Um, so that was... <laughs> I did not <laughs> anticipate talking about Denny's on this show ever. But here we are. Uh, we talk about exes on this show more often than we probably should. <laughs> but um, yeah, no. The Jays were in the playoffs last year. But that was, of course, you know, the COVID season where it was a, an extended uh, playoff format. This year, when we're back to our regular format, the Jays have a very good chance of being in the playoffs it's going to be i mean let's not kid ourselves it's going to be an al east's wild card game it's going to be either the red sox the jays or the yankees 
We, we can talk about, you know, the athletics. But the way the Jays, the Yankees, and the Red Sox are playing right now, I think it's going to be two of those three teams. Whatever it has to be. Whatever one of those three teams doesn't make it into the wild card spot is going to be, you know, super pissed, obviously. Um, but yeah, who do you think? Who do you think at this point is going to be are going to be those two teams? Well, obviously, I want the Blue Jays to to get in, but like it just so fucked how good. The AL East is like you look at the the Blue Jays. It's and the, the best division like they're, in, in the league. The Tampa Bay Rays are ninety three and fifty nine. No one saw that coming this year. The Blue Jays are eighty five and sixty six. The Red Sox are eighty seven and sixty five. Like there's and, the, so and then the, the Yankees pretty much have the same record as the Blue Jays. It's just so talented. And the funny part about that is that these four teams play each other so often this year. Yep, just goes to show how. This is easily the <laughs> hardest division to be in. In in the entire league. Like it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. The fact that both second and third place in this division are going to be in the wildcard game. Like that just goes to show how good this division is. Um but it's to the point now where the race is so close. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if you've seen the the analogy that the race is closer than Robbie Ray's pants. I have seen that. Robbie but, Ray um, wears some tight ass pants some, as well. Some t- I mean, like, we're not complaining. That booty is just out of this world. But um, the wild card race is so tight that we have players in the game looking up at the scoreboard at the other scores and mm-hmm. getting visibly upset. Yeah, Garrett Cole. Yeah, when they see that, you know, the Jays are winning or the Red Sox are winning or the Yankees are winning. Like, we, we want to make sure that not only are the Jays winning these games, but make sure you're paying attention to the Yankees games and the Red Sox games because they have to lose in order for us to make that wildcard game. Because mm-hmm. yeah, if we slip just... up, if the Jays slip up and the Yankees and the Red Sox are still winning, we can kiss that wildcard game goodbye. I was I was actually in shock when I saw that clip of Garrett Cole in the, probably in the fourth inning in his own game. In his own game. He was on the mound. He seemed a little distressed, and the catcher went out to speak to him, and you could see him. There was video footage of him looking back at the at the scoreboard and seeing the Blue Jays were up 4 nothing against the Minnesota Twins, and then visibly start swearing. Yeah. And the, the camera caught all of that, and it was just... Like, as a how, coach, what do you... That's how intense this playoff race is. Exactly. I, I can't remember a race like this. That's been so intense in the AL East yeah. for a very long time. There's less than two weeks left in the season. Like, this is the time to watch Blue Jays baseball. If you haven't tuned in the entire year, now is the time to watch it. Because, holy crap. Yeah. This, is, these, this team is no joke. It's crazy because the Blue Jays' time to win is right now. Like they, I don't think they're going to be able to re-sign Marcus Semien. I think he's going to demand you don't? a max contract. Well, he's got what forty-one home runs now. He is in the MVP like chat. I don't think yeah. he's like being he's, discussed seriously. He's not but a front he's runner, but you know, Vladdy's he, got what 40, 46 home runs right now, and well, Semyon's got forty. I think forty. Well, Semyon has forty-one. Right forty-one. Now. Okay. He's batting two seventy with forty-one home runs, and he has ninety-seven RBIs and one hundred and nine runs. Marcus Semyon bats second in this lineup, so he's not going to have as many RBIs as you would think. Um, but holy hell, man! Forty-one. He just set the record for a second baseman hitting home runs. Yeah. Like he's, 
everything that they paid $18 million for, for a one-year deal for Marcus Semien, they're getting that and more. So I think he's going to command upwards of like 30 or 40 million. But why year. wouldn't you want to stay on this team? Like you see how good this, why wouldn't team... you want to make an extra $12 million? Okay. But how old is Marcus Simeon? Uh, I don't think he's that old. Well, he's older. Here. This is probably the time where he can ask for the most amount of money. Let's say. Yeah. I mean, like if he's, he's 31. So if he's 31, okay, he can well, probably he sign another. <laughs> he looks a lot older. Same thing with like Robbie Ray. Robbie Ray is like 27 years old. Yeah. The, another player that the Blue Jays have to sign. Have to sign. Like he's, the he Cy could, Young he candidate. Could, well, he could potentially win the Cy Young this yeah. year. And if he does, the thing about Robbie Ray is he wasn't that good until he came to Toronto and got fixed by Pete Walker. By Pete, Pete Walker, Walker figured out his mechanics. Yeah. Slowed it all down. Robbie Ray has way better control of his pitches now. He's still striking out players at a ridiculous rate. 100%. But what he's doing... He's that setting limits, records right now for the He's Blue still Jays. giving up homers. Like, he's still Robbie Ray. Don't get me wrong. But what he's doing is his control is better. He's walking way less batters. And by 100%. walking less batters, there's less batters on base. There's less potential for runs on the bases. Then that limits his runs. And now he's just striking out players at will. Like, yeah. he just... And he's even, like, getting in fights with opposing managers in the dugouts. Did you I see that? that? I love that. With the Baltimore skipper? What the fuck was that? I don't know. And how did Charlie Montoyo not step in at that point? If I'm the manager of the Blue Jays and I see another manager in the other dugout yelling at my pitcher, I'm leaving the dugout and going over there and saying, sit the fuck down. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, I mean, Charlie Montoyo might win Manager of the Year, but that was an instant. Really? He might. You think he's going to win Manager of the Year? I think he might. Uh, The last time we were on this show, I'm pretty sure we were talking about how Charlie Montoyo probably needs to go. Yeah, but this stretch that they've gone through here, if he can turn this franchise around. I think he's still holding this franchise back. Just because you have a good stretch at the end of the season. If the Jays don't make this wildcard spot... Do you, does your opinion of Charlie Montoya change? Like, do you yeah, think they should it, get rid of yeah, him? Yeah, they should definitely fire him. So it's all <laughs> yeah. about this wild card game. Yeah. It's literally, if they make it, he's manager of the year. If they don't make it, fire him. Yeah. It's like a I Dwayne Casey situation. You know, like he is... To be fair, I wouldn't want a manager like... Uh, Kevin Cash? Like Kevin Cash or... Um, Who's the manager in Chicago that we were just talking about a few weeks ago? Oh, the the asshole. Uh, the old Larusa. I, yeah, I wouldn't yeah, want yeah. I wouldn't want him to be a manager of the Blue Jays. You know, I like what Montoyo is doing and and the vibe he has here and his leadership for these young players. He has he's got a great buy in from these players. I wouldn't yeah. want a different player, a different coach. But in game situations, making decisions sticking up for your players, getting tossed. We've seen managers like that in the past. Johnny, you know, Gibbons. Johnny Gibbons. Loved it. Yeah. Would be the first one out of the dugout yeah. if he saw that happen. Buck Martinez, now the fucking yeah, 100%. commentator for the Blue Jays. Used to, used to be that way, right? I mean, John Gibbons used to fight his own players. 
<laughs> in the dugout. Like he would just take challenge them. He'd be like, "Hey, let's go to the back and settle this." But he he had he commanded such a, a level of respect from his players. And I think that the difference of between him and Charlie Montoya is that like you know that fun aspects of the dugout that the yeah. you know the George Springer and and Guriel Jr. like taping Vladdy to the bench that one game like that would have never happened under John Gibbons. Like Charlie Montoya has introduced that level of fun to this dugout to this team. Well, Kevin Cash, the the skipper for the Rays, has gone on record saying that he himself thinks that Charlie Montoya should be Manager of the Year. He really? said that a couple of days ago, yeah. And you know, like he said. What he's gone through over two years is pretty remarkable. Special group over there, but Charlie Montoya's the glue that holds it all together. So interesting. I don't so, know. Okay, fair. So that might there might be an argument there as to uh, Charlie Montoya winning Manager of the Year and getting fired in the same year. Who knows? <laughs> he might be the first one ever. Actually, no. Dwayne Sam Casey. Mitchell. Okay, Sam Mitchell. Yeah. Sam Mitchell won Manager of the Year and got fired. Dwayne Casey Dwayne did Casey. as well. God exactly. damn, what is wrong with these Toronto? Tra- it's, all about, <laughs> it's all about Toronto management. Oh, yeah. you won you won this? You think you're so good? You're fired. You're fired. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Dwayne Casey got fired and then won manager of the year. Which was the most awkward acceptance yeah, speech. That's true. He, that did happen. Ever. I mean that, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah. So I mean, it could happen. It could happen with the Jays here. Uh, we'll have to see. There's been a lot of arguments for either side, um, but I want to talk about something that happened in last night's game. Yeah, I know. Um, two nights ago. Was it two nights ago? Or was it last night? Two nights ago. The days are all mixed together now. Um, but it's it's in the same series. It was in the same series. Uh, the between the Blue Jays and the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, Everyone saw it. If you haven't seen it, basically when Kevin Kiermaier slid into home, attempting to slide into home, um, Alejandro Kirk got him out and then accidentally dropped his, his scouting report out of, out of his pocket. Kevin Kiermaier saw it and then not so slyly tried to pick it up, successfully picked it up, and then brought it back to his dugout. Brought back the Toronto Blue Jays scouting report that we use as a team to to win games. Kevin Kiermaier brought that back to the dugout. What's the difference between that and the Houston Astros stealing signs? What's the difference? There has to be that level of integrity in the game. There has to be that level of respect. And the Houston Astros, you know, set the precedent of what can and cannot be done. Kevin Kiermaier stealing the scouting report is not far off from the Houston Astros stealing signs. What's the difference here? Why 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 is there no repercussions so far for Kevin Kiermaier? I don't I don't think it's exactly the same, but I still think there's it's a not level exactly there, the same. there's a level of uh, you he knew he knew what that he was. He knew exactly what he was. What doing. else would it be? A fucking bubblegum wrapper? Yeah. Like Oh, let me just take this here. You, you looked at it. You saw the video of him looking at it, then Look looking down. around, yeah. and then taking it with him. Picked it up. And, yeah, I mean, like, the integrity of Kevin Kiermaier was never that great. You know, no one ever trusted Kevin Kiermaier. But now we know he's a piece of shit. Because now we know he's a piece evidence. of shit. And, you know, now I'm reading breaking news here that Kevin Cash and Charlie Montoya have worked out the Kirk 
um, Ray and Jay's card controversy. Uh, the word is that okay, so, yeah, I hear Kevin this. Cash has returned the card. <laughs> and After made how many copies of it? And apologized to him, to, to Charlie Montoyo, Pete Walker, and Ross Atkins. And he said, Kevin, or Montoyo also said that Cash is his friend, and now it's water under the bridge. Or he said it's Ugh. agua under the bridge. Did but he actually say that? He said it's okay. agua under the bridge. Of course he did. But, I mean, like, you have entire the entire Blue Jays game plan for the batters upcoming for the Rays. And you now have their entire game plan in your hand. Yeah. And you still lose the game. <laughs> okay, fair enough. It's like, oh, you're going to come at me with this? Okay, bring it on. Oh, shit, I saw that coming, <laughs> and I still lost anyways. That's how fucking stupid the Rays are, like... Maybe they didn't look at the card. I don't know, because the Blue Jays won last night 4-2. So, I don't... Who knows? If they had a plan of attack to attack the race players, at the end of the day, this is still baseball. You can know what a person's game plan is against you, and then you can look for something else. Yeah. So, maybe the Blue Jays did that on purpose. Maybe it was a tactic. Well, they they knew uh, that it was taken because they refused to come out for the next inning. Like, and they were... They had to like be brought out by the umpires. Yeah. So like, there was that tension throughout the game. So that might. Do you might've... think this might have been a tactic by the Blue Jays? What planted that <laughs> on the ground? <laughs> uh, if it's it's not outside the realm of possibility. They're only seven and a half games back of the race. I mean, yeah, maybe they're. Maybe I should go on another vacation. They're not going another vacation. Come back, come back, and they're ahead in... of the AL East. Yeah, to finish off the season. Um, who knows? the The Rays could lose every game going forward, and the Jays could win every game. Yeah, it's not. It's not entirely impossible. Just a couple of bird teams trying to make the playoffs. The Rays. The yeah. stingrays, stingrays are not <laughs> birds. <laughs> They're stingrays. They're in the ocean. Couple of mammals. No. <laughs> uh, anyways, sure. Some some not humans are trying to make the playoffs. How's that? There you go. Um, <laughs> should we move on to some football here? What even know? are red socks? Are they actually socks that are red? I don't. Oh, you're not going to let this go, are you? Red oh, socks. Um, I don't know the the white. What are white socks? I fucking know, man. Like, what happened in the early 1900s where they came up these team names? What the you Yankees, know? the New York Yankees? Why not just call them the New York Americans? It's why like not, the Montreal Canadiens. Why not like, call them the New York baseball team, like the Washington football? The team. New York baseball team. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, some stupid names out there. Uh, let's move on to football. Let's move on. Let's move on to football. Uh, holy crap! What a season so far. There's some. What's been your favorite game so far? It's been two weeks so far. My favorite game is easily the Sunday nighter this past Sunday. The that was Chiefs and the uh, Chiefs Ravens. Ravens. Yeah, that was yeah. an unbelievable game. Like I, I can't Holy remember. Crap. I can't remember a game like that on a Sunday night in so long. I can't remember a game that has had so much excitement. Well, you got the top, like arguably the top two quarterbacks in the league. Yeah top two most exciting quarterbacks these young studs in lamar jackson and patrick mahomes going up against each other 
even though the Ravens had so many fucking injuries to their to their run game, to their Holy running crap. back after yeah. running back after running back, the Ravens, all they did this game was run the ball. Yeah. They ran the ball and they ran it down the Chiefs' throats. And like maybe that's a game plan against Patrick Mahomes is continue to run the ball, run the clock, keep their offense off the field. Simple as that, right? Did you see that? It's not last... as simple as that. When you have Lamar Jackson, it's yeah. simple as that. Lamar needed that game. Lamar needed that yeah. win against Mahomes. I think we're going to see a different Lamar throughout the rest of the season. But did you see that that last final play call, play call with uh, Harborough mentioning to uh, Lamar on the field? Like he yelled at him saying, Lamar, do you want to go for it? Do you want to go for it? Lamar obviously said yes. And Harborough's like, yeah, all right, let's do it. And they went for a fourth and one game ceiling conversion. If they don't get it, you give Mahomes back the ball with, I think it was like 38, 39 seconds left. Yeah. In a decent spot. Yeah, the Ravens had no business winning that game. So they, they obviously had reason to take risk and wanting to take risk. That fumble by Clyde Edwards Hilaire was ridiculous. Why would you ever take the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hand? <laughs> Why would you do that? Why yeah. would you not give Patrick Mahomes a chance to win the game? That's It makes no sense to me. That's just an, an idiotic call um, by the offense offensive coordinator there. But I really feel bad for Clyde, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire because he was a stud coming into the league, and now he's just continuing to get yeah, buried He, he was in a that stud team. coming into the league. He wasn't really a stud last year. It's just the fact that he's on the Chiefs. He has not shown in the NFL that he's an elite running back. Yeah. So, like, if you have Clyde Edwards-Alaire on a team of yours, and I have him on a team of mine, um, do I drop him? I look at it like this. Like, no, you don't drop him. <laughs> do not drop Clyde I'm not going to drop him, but do I, like, not necessarily drop him, but try and get a better player in a trade from someone else? We'll get to fantasy talk in a moment. Okay. But what I'm saying right now is comparisons it's like you look at a team needing their running back to win does this chief's team need clyde edwards lair to win absolutely not the answer is no No. does a team need or do the vikings win without dalvin cook no do the panthers win without cmc absolutely not the thing is these teams need their running back you know the Giants aren't going to win with or without Saquon Barkley, but they need Saquon <laughs> Barkley. I figured you were going to throw something like that. You know in what there. I'm saying? It's just like these teams, the reason why these running back, these stud running backs are so good is because the teams need them. The teams yeah. like actually rely on them. When you have a Patrick Mahomes who can do fucking everything except play defense, he can literally sing a song while playing quarterback he can literally wrap do a no look pass as he's looking into he the can mic. sew yeah. a sweater while yeah. threading the needle <laughs> yeah seriously you know he I, is i think he will go down as the greatest i mean no one's gonna touch tom brady but one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time patrick mahomes i don't know patrick mahomes started rather young right like he's still got yeah. a lot of 100%. years ahead of him yeah so if you have him in dynasty you have him for the next fucking 15 to 20 years yeah barring any you know horrific injuries but all i'm saying is you know clyde edwards clyde edwards lair had a 
really bad fumble on that play, which, you know, ended up having costing them the game and giving Patrick Mahomes' first loss in September ever. So, I mean, yeah. like, this is a great win by the Ravens. I still hate the Ravens. Lamar Jackson looks good this year. We'll you see like what Lamar happens. Jackson, though. I think, I think he's fun to watch. Yeah. And the way he way he dips and dives through, all, through defenses, it's fucking majestic. It really is. Yeah. And he just has fun playing the game. Yeah. Like, both him and Mahomes, like, have fun. Obviously, he's a running back playing quarterback. Yeah. I mean, like, what? How can like you? Like Kyler Murray. Like, yeah. exactly. Like, Kyler Murray is just playing on another level right now. He's in the MVP yeah. talk. Also, did you see the stat about Tom Brady? What's that? That he has, if he throws, I think it's seven more touchdowns, he ha- he will have thrown more touchdowns in his 40s than he did in his 20s. Is that? Let that sink in for like a that's second. That's so fucked. Let that sink <laughs> in to your brain for a second. He, if he throws... I, I don't have the number in front of me, but I believe it's seven or eight touchdowns. And if he throws seven or eight touchdowns while he's still playing, he will have thrown more touchdowns in his 40s than he did in his 20s. That's actually outrageous. That and he's insane. he might get that next game. Yeah. Or next two games, exactly. right? Like, he's thrown four touchdowns in game one, in week one. He threw five touchdowns this past week. Yeah. He's I don't see him retiring... And he, like he's not dropping off. Usually, like Drew Brees was dropping off. There are some players that you know that understand that they're dropping off. Ben Roethlisberger doesn't understand, but players usually quarterbacks usually retire when they start to drop off. I don't think that's ever going to happen for Tom Brady. I think he's just going to retire when he wants to retire. Like he's living in Florida now. He said it on um, a show with Gronk the other day about how he's in a retirement state. Literally, Florida is a retirement state, and he could retire and ease into it right then and there. But, like, he's never going to drop off, is my point here. He's having fun. Well, I mean, that's one of the games. Tom Brady is going to be a factor this year. You're going to see him in the playoffs again. They're the favorites to win the Super Bowl again. Yeah. Rightfully so. When you have Gronk, Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Leonard Fournette, you know, everyone on this team is contributing. You know, Ronnie Jones, like they just went out and signed other players. Like their offensive line is stacked. Mm-hmm. Like their defense is stacked. Like this team is super well rounded. There should be no problem with them getting back to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, Absolutely. I don't see anyone standing in their way getting to the Super Bowl. Are you surprised by anything through two weeks so far? Um, the Green Bay Packers' first game of the season, I was surprised by. I, I, I bought in um, on many of my fantasy teams. Uh, I bought in on the Green Bay Packers. I bought in on Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones. And the, the fact that... And this was going to be, you know, and it's still probably going to be Aaron Rodgers' year to prove that he's still got it. Mm-hmm. Like he had an MVP caliber season last season, um, but a lot of people are counting him out um, because, you know, obviously their playoff struggles have been a thing forever. Um, but he needs to prove this year that he's still got it if he wants to either A, stay with Green Bay, or B, 
sign a big contract on another team. He's got to use this year to show that he's still got it. And to come out in that first game and score 1.3 fantasy points was just, oh my God. Yeah. Like it, it lost me my week because there's a lot of panic after that. Yeah. When Aaron, Aaron Rodgers suffers, the rest of the team suffers. So if you have uh Devonte Adams, uh, Valdez, Scantling, Aaron Jones, Tunyon, you're going to, you're going to suffer your teams. I lost my first week <clears throat> because of that. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, they, it obviously looked a lot different in their game too. Aaron Jones, I think, scored four touchdowns. Um, Aaron Rodgers went off. So I, they're going to be okay. Um, I, I was going to say the Giants have surprised me, but no, no one's surprised by the 0-2 Giants to start the season. Uh, what about you? Any surprises from your side? I, I feel the biggest surprise for me is Arizona Cardinals. Of, of the first two weeks and how fucking ridiculous their, their offense is. They're averaging 36 points a game. Their offense is. Mm-hmm. Kyler Murray is playing on a, on a nuclear level right now. And he wants he, that MVP. But I wouldn't even you know point my finger at Kyler Murray to this 36 points a game. I would point my finger to Cliff Klingsbury, or Kingsbury, Kingsbury however yeah. you say his name. And you know, this is what he was hired to do when he was brought in in 2019. And, you know, it's taken them some time to get to this point. They've had to get their personnel correct. Um, Ridiculous trade that they made for DeAndre Hopkins. I still have no idea how they managed to swindle the Houston (laughs) Texans like that. That's Oh, baby. To get Kyler a bona fide number one like that, to go out and, you know, compliment a Christian Kirk, uh, to now draft uh, a Rondell Moore who looks electric, uh, to pick up an aging but still capable AJ Green who was a number one not so long ago, you know, like this. And then go out and get JJ Watt. To go out and get JJ Watt, yeah. you know, we're not even talking about the defense, just talking about the offense. Yeah. And this team is now in a in a state where they are someone to fuck with, you know, someone who can make some real noise come playoff time. And that's probably what they're going to end up doing is Kyler Murray, barring any injury, you know, will be talked about as the MVP this year. He's going to continue doing what he's doing. He's only getting better. He's only been in the, in the league for so long. Let's not forget where he was selected. He was selected number one, Mm -hmm. right? So he was drafted in the MLB draft as well. I know by the Oakland A's, but let's not forget this team selected Josh Rosen and wanted him to be the franchise quarterback. And they're the very next year, they're like, oh, Kyler Murray's available? Go fuck yourself, Josh Rosen. <laughs> now where's Giants, Josh Rosen? I wish my Giants would do that, but we'll get into that. <laughs> uh, yeah, fair, fair point. So, yeah, I mean, like, I think this start that they've had is very real. I feel like it's going to continue. I feel... Murray's going to continue to take the types of strides that he has so far. Um, when the game slows down for Murray, this is the kind of production he can have, and that's what he's seeing now in in his, I think, third or fourth year here. 100%. Another thing that surprised me is the Las Vegas Raiders. Do they look like a legit team? I don't want to talk about the Raiders. Like, they are not I know legit. you're a Steelers fan and you don't want to do this, but 
I think they look like a legit team. Derek they don't. Carr. They don't look like a legit team. They, they look, do, though, Neil. They do this every year, though. I know, I know. <laughs> I said the same thing last year. Uh, then they just dropped off. But The Raiders like, can either lose by three and look great or win by three and look like awful yeah you know like no one really knows how the raiders win or lose games including the raiders yeah they but the thing is like they're not even fully healthy right now like josh jacobs was out for this past game and like they looked good josh Jacobs is not even the starter on that team anymore apparently not <laughs> kenyon drake isn't even the starter on that team uh but i know they 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 might give uh no, I mean they're number one in that division right now at well, two yeah, and zero. Yeah, but I mean the Raiders, they may make the playoffs, but I don't think they're going anywhere this season. They just don't have it. No, they, I don't. I also just don't trust Derek Carr. All he does is funnel passes to Darren Waller. That's all he does. There is no number two on that team. There's a number eight, nine, and ten, but number one <laughs> through seven is Darren Waller. Fair enough. Right? So, I mean, like, until there's a number two who can actually support him or some sort of running game, their defense has gotten better, yes, but can it stop a team yeah. like Tom Brady and or even L.A. and the Rams? The Rams look fucking good. Holy shit. Well, you knew shit. they would. I knew they would. Like, they're obviously getting an upgrade, upgrade at the quarterback position. They traded Jared Goof. Jared Goof for Matt... Staff good, no, that was a stretch. That was awful. Uh, but um, Cooper Cup, man, holy crap! Him having breakfast with Matt Stafford every uh, every morning is looking like a good ass connection. Did you hear about that? The fact that they have breakfast every morning, <laughs> super weird. <laughs> but holy crap, they have breakfast every morning. They have breakfast every morning together before every training session. Yeah, I mean not not every morning, but every before every training session, they they get breakfast together. That's unfortunate because I <laughs> I'm a Robert Woods it's owner in one of my leagues. For Robert Woods, yeah, yeah but um, or What's Tyler Robert Higby? Woods got to do smoke a joint with Matt Stafford <laughs> every morning. Like, Shows up in his hotel room, knocks on his door with a with a fat joint. Yeah, um, but yeah, the Rams the Rams look good. I mean, we all knew about their their star studded defensive lineup, but like. That offense, oh baby, they look good. There's uh, some serious injuries that are happening around the league yeah, right now too. Yeah, and this past weekend specifically for quarterbacks, um, we saw some pretty hefty hits. Uh, like Tatua, Tua had to get carted off. Derek Carr even um, is questionable for this coming week because he he got a heavy hit. Carson Wentz sprained both of his ankles. Both of his ankles. Both of his ankles. Andy man. Dalton has an ankle injury, so you're probably going to see Justin Fields this week. I think two has already two has already been ruled out. Two has already been ruled out. I think Andy Dalton is questionable. I don't know. I th- I think Dalton will end up sitting the game, even if he's healthy. <laughs> I think it's Justin Fields' time. Um, the Browns Baker Mayfield is still nursing a shoulder injury. He he left the right. game. He did a get he did get injured. Yeah. Um. TJ Watt on the Steelers got injured. Ben has been told like he's dealing with an injury as well now too. Tyrod Taylor's done for the night. He's been put on IR. Every single (laughs) year, Tyrod Taylor, (laughs) no matter what team you're playing for, you don't make it through (laughs) three weeks of a season. 
I feel so bad for that guy. I felt so bad for him last year when the team doctor literally was the reason he sat out for the season. He punctured his lung. Yeah. What kind of a fucking team doctor punches, punctures your quarterback's lung? Like, good lord. I don't know. I... I actually forgot about that until you just told me. Right? Like, how fucked is that? That is pretty fucked up. Like, if you were a Justin Herbert That's actually what Justin Herbert got his start. So maybe David Mills. Maybe we'll see David Mills break out the same way that Justin Herbert did last year. We'll see. I mean, like... I got faith in David Mills, man. If you want a stash of David Mills right now, I wouldn't... Do you even know who David Mills is? I wouldn't necessarily suggest it, but if you want to take that ride... (laughs) David Mills once won a game of Connect 4 in three moves. That is the kind of guy... How do you know that? That is the kind of guy that I want to be behind. How do you... <laughs> oh, you made a... Okay, yeah. Okay, okay. How wow. do you know he did that? I was like, what kind of... And then I thought about it. Okay, I thought about it. You can't win a game of Connect for. Anyways, Lord. let's move on from my... Uh... It's David Mills show right now. It is the David Mills show. Absolutely. Um, should we move on to what's wrong with our teams? <laughs> should we, uh, should we talk Let's about rip that? the bandaid off? Let's, uh, I'm going to go quickly as to what's wrong with my giants. If you would like me to start, go ahead. Okay. Um, they're bad, right? I mean, they're always bad, but they're bad right now. Specifically Saquon Barkley is not fully healthy. No matter what, uh, Joe judge comes out and says, Saquon Barkley is not fully healthy. And they had a they had a shortened week between week one and week two. You're not going to see 100% uh, healthy Saquon Barkley. They don't have a backup. I mean, their backup running back to Saquon Barkley is Daniel Jones. And he... Pff, he led the team in rushing. <laughs> last year, he was their running back one. Yeah. So far this season, he's their running back one. He got that, that huge running play, running touchdown... Last week, that got called back after a stupid, stupid call. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, what's wrong with the Giants is that Daniel Jones plays for the Giants. End quotation. Until they move on from Daniel Jones, I know the offensive line gives him enough space to run the ball, but he still makes stupid mistakes. Like, he falls short of a first down. He had no one in front of him. The first down line was right in front of him. And instead, he goes down too early before getting that first down. Instead, it was like a third and one. Or third and inches. Yeah. Like, come on. I don't know. Until we move on from Daniel Jones, it's just like we're, we're playing for a draft pick right now. I mean, that might be a good thing, right? Yeah, string some losses together here. You you're gonna be in contention for a high draft pick, and the class next year is gonna be pretty decent. So mm-hmm. you want to be able to draft a quarterback because Daniel Jones, this is a make it or break a year for him, and he's 100%. right now not making it. Nope. So, what's wrong won't. with the Steelers? Fuck, where do I start? The offensive line is a mess right now, yeah. and you can't always rely on the defense here. And, like, the thing is, the Steelers historically have been really good at having a great run game and a great passing game. Right now, Big Ben can barely throw the ball because he's getting pressured every single snap. 
He's been hit 10 times this year. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been under pressure probably half the time that he's snapping the ball. And it's because the offensive line, Najee Harris, they spent a first round pick on him. They drafted him 24th overall. He's a stud. Did he, you see that fucking? I mean, you obviously saw that stiff arm. Of course, that's I saw that stiff arm. Holy that's that's shit. what Najee Harris is. Thing is, like Najee Henry Harris has no lanes to run in right now. That yeah, is like a true. Derrick Henry stiff arm. Yeah. That's like a beast mode stiff arm. Yeah. And that, that was, was a, a that was a grown man stiff it arm. It was impressive. Yeah, absolutely. That's where we're gonna see it with Najee. I just don't know if it's gonna happen this year with this offensive line because of how, you know, like ineffective they are how they can't protect ben this if this is ben's last year then which it will be i don't know what they do from here maybe they go out and trade for deshaun watson maybe they go out and draft a quarterback next year maybe they trade for a tyrod taylor and get a couple weeks out of him next year (laughs) the first two (laughs) weeks out of him yeah yeah fair enough there's Um, there's options here maybe aaron Rodgers will be available next year I don't know. There's there's a lot of things still to be discussed here, but the Steelers know that there's some problems to be fixed here. You know, um, Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season mm-hmm. with the Steelers. I don't think he will this year either. I just don't see this team being a real threat in the playoffs with this offensive line. They just got to get it fixed. So well, remember last year they. I think they're still riding off of that losing streak from last year. Like they started. Last year, what was it, 11-0? Was there was there a record? They started 11-0 and last year, yeah. And then they were shit. They were terrible. Yeah. And then I think they're still reeling from that that horrible playoff performance last season. Who knows? Um, now that we've destroyed our own teams, is it, uh, is it F-Pow time? It's F-Pow. <laughs> All right, Neil. Do you want to start? Well, how many pickups are we doing here? Do you want to do do two each? Let's do two. Let's do two each. Okay. Well, my first fantasy pickup of the week this week, if he's available in your league, please go out and get him. His name is Rondell Moore. I knew you were going to say that. Rondell Moore. And I used, apparently, unknowingly, a second waiver priority on him this week. So I I feel like I need to to catch our listeners up on this. Neil didn't know that he had the second waiver priority in our league. And so, I mean, like, Rondell Moore is not a bad pickup. Don't get me wrong. He's a great pickup. However, there will be better pickups (laughs) as the year goes on. And me personally, I was behind Neil in our waiver priority. And now I have number one in my waiver priority. So I'm waiting for that that superstar to go out on waivers. And I, I know that he's mine. So... It's okay, your team needs like three or four superstars to revive. Yeah, you. I'm 0-2. I'm not proud of it. Let's move on, Neil. Way to go. Maybe that's why I use my tech and waiver priority. Neil's also. I'm also <laughs> 0-2. Uh, Anyways, yeah. Rondell Moore is my fantasy pickup of the week. He looked electric. He's a rookie. Um, you know, week over week, he, this past week, he had 117 yards and a touchdown. I think you want any sort of piece of this Arizona offense if they're putting up 36 points a game you know kyler murray's going to be throwing it at least 40 times a game if he's available which he shouldn't be at this point go out and get him rondell Moore. absolutely good point um my first waiver pickup if if you are looking for some wide receiver consistency 
I picked him up this morning. K.J. Osborne, the wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings. Adam Thielen, in my opinion, is going to drop off this year, leaving room for Justin Jefferson and K.J. Osborne. K.J. Osborne is in his second year. Um, If at any point Dalvin Cook goes down, Kirk Cousins is going to throw the ball a hell of a lot more. And K.J. Osborne looks really good so far. The targets are there for him. And, you know, like I said, they're going to throw the ball a lot. So, K.J. Osborne, you don't necessarily have to start him right now, but I would stash him immediately if you can. He's so, only rostered in 21% of Yahoo leagues. So, are you not are you not worried about, like, Adam Thielen scooping up all red zone targets? Nope. No? Right. Nope, I am not. K.J. Osborne, let me read you off his stats. He's got nine targets in the first game. He's got six targets in the second game. He has a receiving touchdown in game two and 76 yards in the first game, 91 in the second game. So I, I'm feeling good about K.J. Osborne. I'd say that's pretty good. Yep. Second player I'm going to ask you to pick up is go to your waiver wires and pick up uh, – What's his first name? I don't even know his last name. He's the backup running back on the Minnesota Vikings. Alexander Madison? Alexander yeah. Madison. Mm-hmm. I only know him as Madison. Go out and pick up Madison. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But pick this guy up. You know, Dalvin Cook exited the game last game, and, you know, we don't know what the extent of his injury is. He is he still officially questionable? He's still officially questionable. Okay. Alexander Madison, when given the opportunity last year, flashed. You know, he had some poor games, but he had some real beast mode games. And I feel like if, you know, with the history that Dalvin Cook has had, with the injury history, I feel like it's only a matter of time until we see Dalvin Cook missing games, Mm -hmm. probably for an extended period of time. He will. He will miss games. Go out and get this guy. If he's not already rostered, get him on your bench. Just have him sit there until the inevitable happens, until... A broken leg happens or a broken fibula. Knock on wood that it doesn't actually happen. I mean, if that happens to Dalvin Cook, um, my pick that I just mentioned is going to get a lot more targets as well. Is he going to run the ball? Yep. KG Osborne? Yes, he is. Uh, Go go on again. Alexander Madison. (laughs) My second pickup is for this week only. Let me me preface this. Is for this week only. David Mills? No, it is not. But as soon as this week is over... One, two, three, and four. All four of these pickups should be David Mills. I'm just saying. (laughs) As soon as this week is over, please drop this player. But for this week only, you can pick up Daniel Jones. Oh, my God. You can pick up Daniel Jones. He's getting Evan Ingram back. Kenny Galladay is going to be... like he's Kenny Galladay was coming off an injury... He's going to be at 100%. He's got Sterling Shepard. He's got Darius Slayton. Saquon Barkley is going to be 100%. Uh, maybe. We'll see. Um, but Daniel Jones is still going to run the ball. He's the running back one on this team. He's playing the Atlanta Falcons, the team that's got one of the worst defenses in the history of football. Daniel Jones is a good pickup this week. If you're in need of a quarterback, if you're in a super flex league, go pick up Daniel Jones. For this week only, then drop him. 
Drop him. I don't know. Like he's Drop him so quickly. He has two touchdowns and no interceptions. He's a fourth ranked fantasy player. He's only owned in thirty six percent of leagues. Yeah. That rushing upside you need on your team. So I mean Daniel Jones, if he's available, please get him rostered because that's Roster him for this week only. And then drop him so quickly. Drop him like it's hot. Just drop him so fast. But yeah, that is my you never thought I would say that. Never thought you would say that. But for this week only. Yeah. All right. That is, uh, we are we are officially back. Uh, one thing we wanted to mention uh, for our next week's episode, we're going to be answering some questions from you folks. So we're going to post some stuff on our Instagram page, on our Twitter page, uh, and we're going to uh, leave the space open for you guys to ask questions. And we'll answer some of them on next week's podcast. Awesome. Thanks for listening, guys. We will see you again next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Shoot Your Thought Podcast. 